Um, the last two weeks, it's just been the two of us. We've been talking shit, messing around, arguing, having fun, having a good old time. We brought a friend along this time. We have brought a friend along, and it's about fucking time. We have Maxibon Bloke. Ari, welcome. Welcome to the Roll Down Podcast. How are you? Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. I've been um, harassing you for weeks to get on here. Now it's finally time. Guys, um, it, it just on. goes to show, if you harass us enough, we will let you on the podcast. Hey, they're letting anyone on these days. Yeah, it's only episode but, uh, nine and we're down to Maxi already. But what, so, do you, what do you mean? Maxi's a challenger player now. Bro. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Work hard, play person. hard. Play cat, <laughs> play Ligma. Yeah. <laughs> Maxi, look, it's a, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. This is going to be a really fun episode. Um, I want to ask you first sort of a little bit about your relationship with TFT, how you got started, um, where the sort of the love for the game came from, and a little bit about your sort of your most recent sort of six months or so where you've kind of really been popping off as well. All right. So, yeah. Hi, my name is Maxibon Bloke. I am currently sitting at 600 LP and I've been playing the game since set one, but only about 20 or so games until set three where I finally like figured out you could just one trip. Uh, I think it was like Mech Infiltrator and then Void Sin. And uh, yeah, then there's like that disgusting Zaya Jarvan comp that I pretty much 2020 each time they were popular. But um, yeah, I've been Masters since set three until last set where I actually tried giving it a good crack and I hit Challenger at 1100 LP peak, had a bet with Dani and unfortunately he got top 10 first so had to pay him out big time for that. But uh, yeah, I've always been a kind of casual league player since high school. My friends convinced me to play and I never really got into it. Um, my APM sucks, which is kind of why I, I got drawn to TFT. And Same. yeah, the, the rest is history. Love that. I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah a lot of people came from League of Legends because they weren't very good at League of Legends, but they liked League of Legends. <laughs> that, yeah, true. That's the most important part. You have to like League of Legends to want to play TFT to realize that it's a better game. We've got a bit of a... Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, some serious stuff first, and then we're going to get into a little bit more fun stuff later on. There has been, in the last couple of hours, an announcement about a B patch. Before we get into the B patch, though, what is going on in this patch is the big question. It's getting a B patch very quickly after, I mean, it was a month break. We, sp we spoke a lot last episode about the month break. We spoke a lot about the variety of changes that they were doing. They basically went down every single change for an hour and a half. And we ended, we ended up here now, a week later, and there's two pages worth of changes again. Um, so what's going on with this patch? Uh, it's kind of wild, actually. Uh, there's mainly two things stick out, and that's uh, the strength of Akali. Uh, they buffed Akali one star, and I think they buffed Akali two star as well. And yeah, that chance has been popping off. And uh, the other big uh, elephant in the room would be uh, Cho'Gath. Uh, that unit is unkillable after they've off his HP. And uh, to a lesser extent, Protectors of Cosmore has also been. 
a lot of those are targets for some nerfs. So I want to go to Maxi now and sort of ask you a little bit about what you've been playing this last week. You said before, you sort of said off, off stream before we got started. You said two weeks ago you were zero LP. You were having a horrible time and, and now you're sitting pretty safely in Challenger. So what's what's been the big difference for you in the last week? The big difference for me is I'm used to playing for Fast 8 and just playing Flex. Last patch it was more of a you roll early, you pick your comp, and you don't pivot. So like that's the Trundle, the Warwick, Katarina. Um, just the faster pace of the lobby generally. Uh, I just have this idea in my head that 4 costs should be stronger than 2 costs, which is sometimes not true. And bit of a learning experience just uh figuring out what works and what doesn't so like a week ago i was zero lp i think the day before the patch came out i just said fuck it i'm gonna play whatever's strong right now got up to about 200 and then two days after the patch was out i got up to 500 lp which was like kind of insane i didn't really read the patch notes i just knew akali was strong and uh, like Cogmore, Cho'Gath, and I was pretty much exclusively playing those, unless I got a Merc start, where I just managed to hit like the Bill Gates comp, or a pretty stacked Urgot Jinx. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, Fair um, enough. Feels like it clicked a lot more, this patch. They definitely changed the tempo of the game significantly, that's for sure. The game slowed down a lot compared to last patch, because now you don't take 20 every round on stage three which is great feels awesome you don't get like randomly hit by five innovators at two seven for 15 or something like that it's an absolute serious change but with serious change comes even more serious change and that is the b patch we're going to go over them i'm going to sort of go down the list and we'll, we'll kind of talk about it i'm going to start with the augments first of all First one here, Mutant Unstable Evolution. Dropping down the bonus health and the bonus AD, AP, and attack speed. Uh, Soul's nodding his head. Necessary? Necessary <sighs> change? Yep. Very necessary. Very, very necessary. I mean, it's part of the problem. Part of the problem uh, of these unkillable Chogaths and these Hog Wars that just shred entire teams is the strength of the Unstable Evolution uh, trait. Uh, Augment, that's for sure. Stats. Yeah. I mean, totally understandable. Maxi, your sort of overall thoughts on mutants? Um, I think mutants are too strong at the moment, but like they do still have a counter. The problem with that is only a maximum of two people can play that counter and reasonably expect a top four. So it just runs the risk of do you want to counter this comp or do you want to play for a top four and just try like just survive as long as you can, right? Yeah, I understand that. Absolutely. Uh, Windfall is getting a little bit of a change. It's actually getting a buff uh, at um, three, far, three, sorry, three, three, and then four, six. Uh, and that is uh, five gold, and then five gold at both. Oh, sorry, five gold and then ten gold. At four six, and that's a big one. Um, again, so also necessary. necessary, very necessary. I mean, there's a hilarious clip of Milk complaining to Moto, nagging him, buff, for at level uh, at a uh, two one, 
one four, whatever it is. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm inclined to agree though. I think one four is still too weak at one four, but uh, it is necessary to buff it at four six, especially because right now thirty five gold at four six is pretty bad. Cause it's not a lot of money. The rate that everybody is getting good stuff at four six at the moment is way too high, basically. So <laughs> if you if your only option is to get forty five gold, then you better make use of that gold, basically. Like because otherwise it's too. You don't get enough out of it with what it is at the moment. You really need that extra gold. Yeah, that thirty-five is feels like a slap in the face right now. <laughs> yeah, I've actually taken that thirty-five, and it did nothing for me. Like I got to level eight a little faster, but compared to some of the other boards, I was so happy with the six that game. <laughs> uh, Underdogs is getting a nerf, dropping two percent on the heal and fifty on the healing cap. Maxi, what are your thoughts on this? I actually haven't done the math into it, but the healing cap was mainly there for Tom Kench and then Colossus, right? Yeah. Um, you can't realistically expect anyone outside of like those and maybe like the six tape bruiser to actually hit that cap. So it does look like a big number, but um, it's just really at the high end where Cho'Gath has like 10k HP and he's just stacking infinite unkillable yeah it's mostly just really strong right now with colossus units because all the colossus units are sort of in meta right now like chogarth is obviously the elephant in the room but sound and galio also got buffs and they're pretty good as well in the current meta so it's just really really strong with the colossus frontline that shit's unkillable seriously it's seriously unkillable um next up we've got ascension 75 percent damage increase down to 65 um this is surely a pretty like simple uh nerf they're basically doing uh, i'm noticing a trend already that they're actually nerfing the uh absolute crap out of anything that helps colossuses exist really <laughs> uh, so, i mean I don't, they don't need as much help now they're, 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 they're pretty strong after the boss so. yeah realistically they yeah, can tone yeah. down some of the stuff that buffs up colossus i think it's yeah. like way too good way too, like ascension in its current form yeah. before nerf is way too good right now 75 percent I mean, damage is insane yeah i mean me and max were talking a bit about this before the pod started because I, I think part of it is, is that like okay so the, the interesting part is is that if you go back a patch before ascension was basically like almost unplayable like it's very very fringe but then now this patch ascension is insane so it's like yeah a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know a lot of the two cost real comps that spike early got nerfed right so the tempo of fights has you know naturally slowed down right so now a lot of fights actually go into that 15 second ascension timer. Okay, 75% is... Yeah. yeah. And god, everything really is going to the ascension timer at the moment, that's for sure. <sighs> yeah, yeah. A lot of slow... Like, right now there's a lot of comps that kill you slowly. Like, Urgot kills you really slowly, Choga kills you pretty slowly, uh... You know, Jin kills you somewhat slowly, Mobile yeah. kills right. you somewhat slowly. Challenger's not really in the meta at the moment, but... Yeah, um, yeah. Like, that's the, metal, the main right? concern, like... Yone and Sins are the ones that don't really use the Ascension well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, like Challenger, like, Yone's was the main comp that killed you really quickly, and Sin Katarina was the comp that killed you really quickly, right? Akali doesn't really kill you that quickly. Akali actually kills you somewhat slowly. Akali takes time to scale as the fight goes on. So, yeah. Like, all, it has to do with the fact that the comps that you're meta right now all kill you somewhat slowly, and just have front lines that take forever to get through. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very true. Uh, that was all the augment changes. A um, couple of necessary ones in there, I think. Let's move on to the champions. Castlin's getting a nerf and a bug fix. Damage reduction no longer stacks on itself is the bug fix. Um, Castlin's way too broken right now, and I guess that bug is probably a significant reason for it. Um, nobody is even, like... Half the people that I'm seeing in, like, high-elo lobbies that I've been watching and things like that are, aren't even going for Garen 3. They're just, like, immediately going for Castle 3 and then leveling. <laughs> and for, Cog uh, like, for better me... chances at Cogmore. It's ridiculous. It's giving me, uh, it's giving me set one flashbacks. <laughs> it's yeah. giving me set one voice and flashbacks. Three Star Castle. Three Star Castle just does fucking ever die. So, and uh, it's a pretty simple spell damage reduction of 5% as well. Um... I think that this probably brings Kassadin back into a, a like a, a good place, I would say. Don't think Kassadin's going to be OP after this bug fix, specifically. Okay. There have been a lot of bugs this set, a lot more than I can remember, at the oh, very okay. least. going, And that's just because of the how different, like how crazy the augments are, really. There's so many of them that they just create a shitload of problems. There's just so uh, many systems, like so many like overlapping like, yeah. you know, interactions. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's. Darius is getting a uh, twenty mana nerf as well. Uh, Maxi, your thoughts on Darius? I know you said something off the pod, um, that I think would probably be good to repeat here. Really. Yeah. So like Darius essentially has the same problem as Camille last patch, where it's in a ridiculously strong late game comp, but um, the problem is getting there right. So you just stack. Two to three items on Camille, now Darius, and you can safely make it to level 8 where you roll for the Akali, you roll for like, for Camille, the Yone and the Kaisa and the, the Fiora, right? And so, essentially, you're getting a free fast 8 without having to actually do much to work for it, and it's just pretty much a given. So, this unkillable Darius will be nerfed a bit, it'll still be good, but um, you'll probably want to look at uh, replacing it with a Braum for the items a little bit earlier now. Maybe roll down a little at seven, which I think is pretty healthy for the game. Yeah, triple, triple nerf to Cho'Gath coming up next. A hundred health <laughs> off, a fifteen mana yep. nerf, and ten AD nerf. Ten AD nerf is huge. Well, very well deserved. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very well deserved. Very, very well deserved indeed. Um. Chogas too fucking good. And yeah, you know, it's kind of strong. <laughs> Look, it's kind of strong. I just want to remind everybody what we said last week. Don't fucking bring Colossus back in set six point five. It's so impossible. They cannot fucking balance this shit. They've proved it. They've already proved that they can't fucking do it. It's ridiculous. It's getting close. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give them a little bit of credit. They're getting close. They're getting really close. I'm happy, with, I'm happy with where I'm happy with where Sard is at. Galio still needs a bit of work, and and Cho'Gath. I think Cho'Gath is doomed as a, as a unit. I think that unit's either broken or, or garbage. But uh, I'm happy with Sard's at. One out of yeah. three. <laughs> one out of three. Yeah, one out of three ain't bad. I will say that we thought the Galio nerf wouldn't like would wreck him like do really like worse last week we sort of said that it was like a lot to do to take away both of his identities basically but he's come out all right actually and that, i think that's because uh, yeah. of the colossus uh augment like things that work well with colossus being mm -hmm. really good 
So um, I feel like after these nerfs as well, we might also need to see a buff to Galio next patch or something like that, really. Uh, if you see the next page, it's, it's pretty funny. If yeah. You say that. It's foreshadowing. Yeah. Ma uh, Maxi, you know, you've, you're a listener of this podcast, and I hope that's okay to say, and I hope you don't say, no, you're not. You've never heard of us before. Um, do you sort of agree with that sentiment about Colossus? Like, fuck it off and don't bring it back? I think, I mean, they've shown that it has potential, but unless they find a way to reasonably balance it, I think it's not worth trying to put in the next set. Like, it's a good idea, and I'm happy that they brought it out, but if they can't make it work within this, um, this like, set, then it's just going to create more problems for them next set when they have new synergies, new augments, and new things to balance it around that they haven't really um, been able to test out. Very true. Um, Samira getting a buff. Not as big as what was originally planned, but still a buff. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Samira right now? I guess it's challenges as a whole, really, that's a bit weak at the moment. Yeah. Samira's kind of in a, kind of a bad state. Because uh, Samira's a front-to-back champion, and right now the front lines are very, very durable. Probably because Colossus... Partly because people just play really tanky frontlines right now, so Samira kind of has trouble cutting through things. I've personally seen Samira 3 bot 4 way too many times in my own lobbies, but that just might be, might be biased. That might be really, really skewed you know, data, but uh, I don't think she's very good right now. She could use the help. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. My personal experience is Samira's still playable, but unless you're in a, like, full Akali, like, full tank lobby, then she's going to have a lot of problems getting through, like, the traditional comps that she counters, like, um, like, Arcanist, like, Jin comps, where, um, the damage is quite far back, and not quite in her face, like, Cho'Gath and, uh, Cogmore. Let's keep it going. Effects. Two buffs. Beyond necessary. This unit is really bad right now. <laughs> Um, oh, did we did say that they would gut Vex and that it was necessary for them to do so, but they were always going to bring Vex back in line after they realized that it was ruined. Um, do you guys think that this is enough? Do we think we need more out of Vex? 5% uh, on the shield and uh, 50, 75, and 100 on the spell, on the shield spell? That's still, that's still less than what she originally was, right? I think I remember it yeah. being 20%. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see over the next week or so, um, but yeah, she's unplayable at this point. If you're playing Arcanist, you're trolling. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them to slowly push it back up. I would rather they slowly try and push it back up rather than just immediately, like, push it all the way back up and crash it, you know? Uh, so, I mean, I think this is good. It's definitely better. It's definitely better. I, I, I think that, yeah, and I think that Vex is really, really important for Arcanist because Vex is what British your mid game for Arcanist. Right now, Arcanist mid game just feels unplayable because Vex is just not very good right now. So, yeah. We've got four costs now. Fiora getting a buff. What, buff do, you guys, yep. what do you guys think of that? Good. Or Fiora carry to be a thing. We're getting close. We're getting close. We're getting close to being good. Fiora's <laughs> in a like really nice spot right now, but a little bit more healing will definitely do the comps a pretty good amount. 
But the main issue of Fiora now, it, it feels like you need four items on her, right? It, it feels like you need like a healing item, like three damage items, and yeah, plus like socialite. It feels like yeah. she needs it too much. So yeah, I've seen uh, like the the most times I've seen Fiora being played as a carry is um, after Merc cash outs, you play three socialite Fiora with two challenger. And then just a lot of utility around it, and it's not the best, especially with the Fiora cast bug. I, I, I've managed to make it work like once, Fiora carry, and even then it felt really underpowered. But uh, like in theory, Zeta should be perfect for Fiora. She's the she's like the single target damage unit. She's meant to counter like the Colossus units. It doesn't really because the Colossus units are a bit too fat, and she uh, doesn't quite do enough damage still. But uh, it's close. A little bit of help, I think. She has such an insane fall-off in the late game, that's the thing. Like, if you get one early, it's really good, and then the diminishing returns on it when everybody starts to upgrade their boards is so high that you just end up losing way too much. That's the thing, play. right? I didn't even bring that up, but it feels like she really, really needs kill sets as well, so she doesn't really, like, randomly get, like, interrupted when she's channeling. Yeah. That was, like, the other thing I noticed when I played Fiora. Like, I had a kill sets on it, and that was the only reason I, I felt like I was able to get through the late game. But, yeah. Understandable, to be honest, as well. Uh, look, we've got a bunch of adjustments to Yone. Uh, the big one is this bug fix. Yone's clone oh. no longer double benefits from Challenger and Academy's stat buffs. So we were talking about this where Yone's clone is essentially like twice as powerful as Yone is right oh. now, essentially. So it's oh. basically having one character with 300% worth of power oh. in its ability. Um... Oh. It's very strange. And because of that, Yone's AD and attack speed are going up by a reasonable mm -hmm. amount. Um, yeah. What the fuck <laughs> is going on with Yone? <laughs> I mean, it explains so much, right? It, it explains why 6 challenge Yone board last patch was just deleting everything in 3 seconds. Because the yeah. Yone clone is getting 320% attack speed on resets. <laughs> it's actually so funny to me. But yeah. There you go. God. I think this is a... good. Thank God. Duh. We'll have to see, because 9080 is a lot of AD, and 0.85 attack speed is a decent amount. So we'll have to see where Yone lands after this. But There's a good bit of stuff in there for Yone, and I like that. Maxi, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I've only really played Challenger this patch if I haven't been able to hit anything else, so I'm coming in from a low roll perspective, but it did seem pretty stable with... Um, before I was able to throw together, so this would be an interesting change, for sure. I think we might need to see a buff to challenges, to be honest. Or at the very least, buff the units, for God's sake. Buff some of the units. I I'm done to buff the units, but keep the vertical as is. I don't really yeah. think... Yeah. I'm done to buff the units, but keep the vertical as is. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Alright, let's move on to the next page. Uh, foreshadowing, indeed. We have double nerfs to Galio. Uh, 100 health and 10 AD. I think this is the very wrong decision for Galio. They, they really don't want Clavio to be a thing. They, they no. really, really don't want Clavio to be a thing. By the end of this set, Galio's going to have 90 AD or something. Like, there's no AD anymore. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> They've taken like 40 AD off this unit, basically. <laughs> In two patches. Okay, but, okay, but Haiki, though, 1900 HP is so much HP for, for a one-star unit. Oh, it's cer certainly, it's a lot. Absolutely. Um, 
I think this is the wrong decision, really. I don't think that Galio needs a double nerf right now. I think with the nerf to a lot of the augments and the other, you they like uh, Trogath especially. I think it's probably Galio is probably reasonably in line. Just keep nerfing the AD, sure, but like don't it's fuck, kinda, it's, it, don't fuck his tank yeah, ability up as well. It's unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary. Cause it's kind of weird that Galio got hit and then Scion just got away with scot free. But yeah, yeah sorry, you keep continuing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Scion it's did get away scot free. Maybe because mm -hmm. I, they're happy with Scion. Yeah. And I think you seemed relatively happy with it as well. Oh yeah, I think Scion's super good. Yeah, yeah, I think Scion's like. But yeah. I just think that the think augment, like, the augment nerfs are a reasonable nerf to Colossus as a whole. So it does sort of bring all of them back down. It's, if you're going to double nerf Galio, why do you not just nerf one of his things that he's good at? Like, you don't have to nerf both sides of him. It's really unnecessary. We said this last time. You want to make him a tank? Make him a fucking tank. Gut his AD to fucking 20 for all I care. It doesn't matter. But at the very least, don't ruin what makes him an interesting and fun unit. It's like tank ability. Fair enough, yeah. So, I don't know. Maxi, what are your thoughts on, on Galio overall? I feel like he is in a good spot currently. He can't win overtime by himself due to his cast time. And I've seen him lose a lot to um, overtime or have a draw. The health, um, yeah, he's supposed to be the tankiest unit in the game. Um, the Clepio build definitely isn't as strong at the moment. I'd be happy with no changes because you're always building like either a Warmog's Bramble or a um, Stone Plate, and he's going to be tanky no matter what. 100 health, I don't think is going to change anything, but um, he will be less viable as a carry now, at the very least. Yeah, agreed on agreed on that one absolutely. Uh, next up. Triple nerfing Akali. Uh, this God. this is a God. very very reactionary change that is very necessary. Uh, minus fifty health, um, minus uh, damage at level one, and minus execute level at level one and two. Big nerfs, big nerfs for a unit that's really been dominating this week of the patch. <laughs> So I feel like if a lot of people weren't complaining as much, this change might have gone under the radar. Like, um, I've, I've seen so many games where Akali's been countered with CC or just can't stack up fast enough, but I feel like if you're nerfing Akali in three places, nerfing her premier item in Archangels, then it's just going to go back to where it was before and no one's going to be playing Syndicate again. But I do think at least these three changes are going to be healthy. Akali 2 is still going to be super good, but it's going to have the same thing as Jinx and other 5-cost carries that you really need them to start to be stable, but you still might be able to win some fights with a 1-star 5-cost. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard because right. they may... They... <laughs> They made Akali, like, just pivotable. Like, if you hit one Akali, you could oh. just immediately move to the entire comp if you wanted it, to. It, it was way too pivotable. Yeah. <laughs> it was way too easy to pivot into it. It's, it's part of the issue. Like, all, yeah. you all you needed was basically to find, a, like, on your roll down after you hit an Akali, oh. you just needed to find Brom, Zyra, and then you were done. But the thing is, 
Hazatomi didn't even need Sinica to get the right items. You just yeah. need a Kalima Sin and Frontline, and you're good to go. Like, that's your damage sorted, right? So, yeah. And you I mean, can pivot to it from anywhere, basically. Yeah. Okay, so for my, like, me trying to play a Kali and going, like, 7th to 8th a bunch of times with it, I think, like, what I figured out is that, like, it's actually not that broken, because if you play it from a, like, a, like a loose streak, low roll perspective, you don't have a lot of HP. It's actually not very stable, because the Kali fight energy is really, really random. Because like, Akali has like, no real positioning nuances, she kind of just does whatever the fuck she wants. Some fights she just completely pops off, other fights she shits the bed. Low, like low HP, a lot of times you actually just like eventually get a bad fight and lose. But uh, Akali is, feels really really oppressive from like a high HP standpoint. If you're rolling down with like 70, 80 HP spare, and you hit the Akali, you're like just so stable to just go all the way to 9. Because yeah, but, but other than that, pretty good. There's a significantly more, there's a significantly higher emphasis on going level 9 at the moment on this patch as well. Like, half the lobby oh. is level 9 by the end of the game. Whereas, of course, we would, the biggest difference between this patch and last patch is just time. You've just got way more time now to exist in the game, to play the game, to find different outs and things like that. I like that HP, direction. Right? Yeah, more HP. you got more HP to work with. Basically, like, 20, really. Yeah, because you don't have to pay the cat tax anymore, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically turning more HP. So, I mean, it's great news. It's great news for that sort of build, but fuck, man. I mean, I, I... Oh, you go, bring the... bringing Akali in line is so necessary. It's just... I... Well, the issue is the one-star version, right? That's like the... Big, yeah. It's like the crux. You shouldn't just be able to high roll a five cost, a single copy, copy and just be like, boom, that's my carry, I'm done. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And right now it's like that for a lot of units. Uh, Archangel's getting a nerf. Maxi, you just sort of talked about it. It's good on one and a half units, maybe. It's not great on a, like a significant amount of other units outside of outside of maybe. like outside of a Kali. Like I think that it's pretty good on Lissandra. It's pretty. It's there's a couple of niche uses for it. Just wondering what your thoughts around, like, nerfing an item that's good because one champion is really good. I feel like it's not just one champion, though. It's um, any AP comp that has, like, recast value. So, mm -hmm. like, um, Seraphine, Victor... Ori? Ori is a big one. Ori, it's, really good on Ori. it's actually yeah. insane, the amount of value you get from it. So, I feel like this is a good change, but... It's also going to bring back um, AP AP carries a little bit more as well because it is the best item or one of the best items that you'll be wanting on your AP carry. So I'm predicting a more AD meta for the B patch. Mm. I mean, the thing is, is that like the thing about Archangel is that like the tempo of the fights in this specific patch slowed down by a lot. The fact that it was like four seconds for the, like every stack. Uh, was 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 almost kind of like a buff because you just the fights are just longer now, so you just get more stacks on it. I think five like making it five seconds is pretty necessary, given the fact that the overall tempo of the game has slowed down a decent amount. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Ten armor nerf for Bramble Vest. Um, interesting. Really. Yeah, interesting, actually. Because yeah, I mean... if we're predicting an AD patch. Premier armor items getting nerfed is a big deal. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just the it's the one chain item that you really want on your team. The rest of them are mm -hmm. probably B to A tier, and Bramble is just a must. Blocks all crit, highest armor value in the game. I, uh, I mean, I don't think they can solve it this specific set, only the next set, but like, I think Bramble is really long overdue for a rework with how it interacts with crit, because a BS, that single item, completely invalidates the form of damage, but at the same time... Because crit as a mechanic has shown itself to be very problematic in, in the way it sort of amplifies damage, so Bramble almost feels like a necessary evil. Uh, yeah. I mean, this feels like a... I was, I was just, just finished with saying that like, this almost feels like a sort of just a band-aid solution to the power of Bramble Fest at the moment. Yeah. A change I think would be quite good would be a percent of the um, crit reduction mm. depending on your star level. So you have a three-star mm -hmm. um, three carry... It blocks like ninety percent crit damage, and then like yeah. boost uh, eighty say like say eighty percent. I thought a lot more. Yeah, like, Wait, there's no reason. But you you finish first. Yeah, I would like make a lot more sense to not just reroll for like a reroll comp, but reroll so you that have a strong two or three cost tank that you can stack items on and actually make it feel worth it outside of just like amplification for their health and their abilities. I was gonna say there's a there's a reason that they've like been slowly moving away from just you know, things that make you render you completely immune to like a specific type of damage, right? When I was playing set one, there was a mechanic called Dragon. Basically made it so that like dragon units were completely immune to magic damage. And if you're playing an AP club, it's just BG. Uh, I think I think Bramble is similar like power level where like you're like into assassins, you just have this one unit that just completely invalidates all the damage and yeah, if it's like on like a unit like Vex or the nerf, it's like just grenade, right? Absolutely. Um, buff to Chemtech. Interesting. A uh, little bit extra attack speed at 3 and 7 and 9. And a bit of extra attack speed at 7 and 9. Uh, health regen, sorry, at 7 and 9. Um, I've been seeing a lot of Chemtech recently. Like, it's actually really good. The Like, the value... Of chemtech spat is so high because basically every five cost in the game wants damage reduction health regen and attack speed <laughs> in some in some form because like the the, the stats that it gives you are so powerful that every yeah. high value unit in this game wants it yeah. just more than anything um chem jinx chem jace have any five costs maybe yeah. not Kevin Yumi that might be the only one that this one can. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um this is an interesting one I'm surprised I and it's also interesting because Kem is the way that the meta is going at the moment it's the fights are going longer Kem is like a late game comp that you build into you don't start with twitch singed zach and like go vertically up from there basically you kind of end up at chemtech a lot of the time you always you always transition out of like the twitch and like the the early singed right it's not like set five where you start with gragas like whatever yeah gragas kazix gragas kazix soraka and like you only cut the kazix and sometimes you play the kazix as well yeah, it's not like that kind of vertical, right? You, you pivot out of like the one class and into like four classes. Like, yeah. But maybe we'll see that be a lot more viable this patch with um these with these changes. And especially with instant injection, if you can get seven chemtech in, 
I think you'll cruise for a uh, free top two all of the time. See it. I can definitely see it. Like, if you have, like, the augments to give you extra ver extra trades, extra spats, probably, like, I, th I think Singed and Twitch are probably just too weak, like, game to ever justify running, but, like, you can definitely play, like, Warwick or something in the late game. And if yeah. you can hit Kaiser, it would be a lot of damage as well. Yeah, oh my god. Um, we'll get to Kaiser in a second. Uh, Protector is getting a two-second shield nerf. Um, yes. Good news. Good news all around. Good news. Can I get a thumbs thumbs up from the other members of the panel, please? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs I don't know. Up. I Spotify disagree. Listeners, that's the thumbs up. No, fuck, fuck Protectors. Fuck League more. No, no, no. I feel like they're going to have to buff it to five seconds next patch, because four is pretty much nothing. Four is really weak. It's, it's kind of a big nerf. Yeah, and this is on top of all the other changes that are innately nerfing the only comps that you play protectors in. So, I think four's too much. It should have been five, but um, I guess we'll see. Nah, fuck that. Four's... Fuck protectors. Fuck protectors, right? strong. Okay, here's the thing about protectors is that protectors are in a really weird spot where like every other trait, like every other frontline can be played horizontally except for protectors. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a horizontal is, trait. Yeah, it's protector is only good when a planet's a vertical. So it's like it's always kind of parasitic in that like they're either really good together, like as in like it's either worth playing or it's not worth playing, right? Like three star Garen, three star Cassidy is either like so good, so you should play it, or like it's it's like garbage and you should play it. You can't splash those units into like any other any other comp. Like you can't splash two star Cassidy really. Not really. You can't. You definitely can't splash two star Garen. So it's like yeah. And Blitz is like not even a protector. Let's be real. Yeah, your end game board is not like three protector as a splash. You're either like hyper rolling for it, or you're getting protector spat and winning the lobby basically. Yeah, exactly. Protected Chogath. Yeah, exactly. I, I I mean I guess you could you could kind of classify Sion as a protector now now that he's actually a tank because. Sion Blitz as your frontline now late game, and it's actually kind of good, but... Sure, it's, yeah. sure it's good, but... Uh, I mean, yeah. You still, yeah, you still don't want to play Sion by itself, right? Like, you don't want to take up the two slots in vertical... In, like, you have, no, 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 you have Sion by itself. It's actually really good. If you have tank items on Sion, it's actually really fucking good. That unit's kind of insane. But I more mean from, like, the protector standpoint as well. Right. Like, you, yeah. you never end up at Sion in the protector comp. Never end up Sion. Yeah, that's correct. If you play, like, uh, the Cogmo Rural comp, yeah, you do not play Sion. Yeah. I, so, protectors is really missing a three cost, to be honest. One of Garen or Cassidy should have been a three cost. And it would have been a really interesting and fine and like uh, splashable trait that would have worked. Um, right now, it's, I mean, it's nothing. It's too, it's too polarizing at the moment. So, you know what? That's actually a really good point you brought up, Cutler. That um, there's a, there's no three cost protector. There's a three cost bodyguard, and there's a three cost. And they both feel like they. Like are the glue of like their respective front lines, right? Like especially in the early to mid game, like Leo to Zach. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah. Absolutely. So there is a... Guys, go. Um, a change I would have wanted to see, um, if I had any say in this patch, would be or well, in this set would be put Garen as a three cost protector and make his ability his E from in game, and he just reflects yeah. damage while he gets a shield. I feel like that yeah. could be a really good interaction. I I'll be down for that. And I don't think that they'll, I don't think that they'll get rid of protectors going into the next set. But I think that they'll re. I actually think that we might see a total rework of it, where because Colossus will go, 
They'll probably also get rid of Mutant as well, because if, I think Mutant... Mutant's is, like an easy one, right? Yeah. Mut if Mutant and Colossus go, you're down to two Protectors. <laughs> so you need a three and a four cost Protector. You could also make a five cost Protector if you really wanted to. So I think we'll see a much more... Um, a much more vertical version of Protector with like splash ability and availability in the late game. I was gonna uh, say, I was gonna say, just uh, remove, remove, uh, remove, uh, set six Urgot, bring back set three Urgot. It's <laughs> <Is> a Protector. <laughs> oh god. Okay, oh, I've got PTSD from set three Urgot. Three Urgot, yeah. Make, um, uh, whatever the guy from Arcane is, make him a Protector guy there's a lot of guys Wait. the one that's coming in it's not illegal oh Silco yeah Silco I'm down, I'm down. make Actually, Silco yeah, I'm a protector make Silco a yeah. protector I'm fucking down Fuck make him a five cost Wait. protector um it, it, it makes sense like law wise it's like I'm down Silco yeah. protector. he protects Jinx he protects Jinx <laughs> holy shit he protects Jinx let's go hey I'm down Silco we actually protector. just solved the game solved the game yeah we figured that we, we, we won TFT guys Holy fuck, it's lit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, guys, we haven't seen Arcane yet. One, what are you doing? And two, um, what are you doing? Uh, go and watch Arcane. Bug fixes. Six Sniper no longer grants its bonus damage to the entire team. What the fuck? Okay, I did not know this was the case. What the nobody fuck? nobody plays anyone. Six Sniper. I did not know this was the case. Wait, what the fuck? I'll tell you what, when I'm, when I'm coaching people in gold, I see Six Sniper. So I mean, I mean six is good though. Six snipe is so much. It's like actually, it's actually good, yeah. but that's the like, thing. Like you don't see it, so it's amazing they yeah. caught this in the first place. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, Archangel staff no longer stacks AP while equipped on bench units. Does see, I heard about means? this, but I never saw it for myself. Wait, does anyone know what that actually means? I'm confused. Uh, so the units that were sitting on the bench got the bonus AP, basically, oh. and then when you would put them in. They would have more AP than they'd started with, basically. Hey, what the fuck? With what? Hey, yeah. whore? Mm-hmm. Hey, what? That's yeah. how it works? Apparently Holy someone shit. only discovered it about two days ago. So... Wait, that's... Oh, that explains why everyone's starting tier then. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe I won't play any games tonight. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm definitely not playing this match. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell? This part's in the game. Yeah, just wait till the morning. Wait till the morning. Wait, that's how it worked? Okay, no, because Adam, um, shout out to Adam Rane, um, he, he brought it up to me in my chat ages ago, but I was like, I didn't know what he meant. He was like, apparently there's a bug regarding Archangel getting AP against our bench. I was like, huh? I don't know what that means. And then, oh, I see. Oh, shit. Huh. It explains everything. It explains everything, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it probably inflates a Kali win rate as well, because you play, like, Archangel with a Kali, so, like, the units probably just... Yeah. Uh, get inflated. Okay, that concludes the B patch, basically. There's a lot going on. That took 40 minutes because it's a fucking big B patch, basically. It's like a full patch, essentially. Basically a full patch. It could be a full patch. Like, I mean, uh, real realistically, at the moment, there is a lot that needs to be done. I want to ask you guys, what's missing from this list? Buffs or nerfs? I'm going to start. I'm going to say Kaiser needs to be nerfed. 100%. It's too good. Hello? I think Kaiser really? 1 and 2 are way too good. I think that a, a unit that has... So, it's basically like what Akali is doing at the moment, but it's been doing it the whole mm. time. Kaiser is just too I'm a, flexible. Yeah. I must have been like fully itemized 
like Kaiser, right? Yeah, but you don't need perfect items, Kaiser. If you just have any three items, it's right. a bit like um uh it's a bit like sort of um I'm trying to think of like I... an example from previous. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's not a lot of examples of units that were really um I mean, is, is, it, is this just kale but like yeah she's just kale but ap version of kale right yeah okay i will say i have been noticing a lot of kaisa shitting on me on ladder but i always just attributed that to mutant being op but you might be onto something no That's it's fucking dude it's kaisa because it's you know, kaisa. It's, it's what do you kaisa. even yeah. like so here's what happens in a lot of lobbies right now especially yeah. a lot of the high elo chinese lobbies that i've been watching three people yeah, okay yeah. so here's what happens three people go mutant one person re-rolls one person plays three star Malzahar. Sorry, I'm flipping off the yeah. camera. And one person fast dates for Kaiser. Kaiser, yeah. Okay. And so they that all play. Sense. They all play a different mutant carry, basically. And that's, then they that's all. Five as fuck, by the way. And they all yeah. top four essentially. Yeah, yeah. And like all three of them are like Warshi Chogaf. Warshi <laughs> <at the> Chogaf. <laughs> like. Basically, they just—they just—they just share units. Basically, they're just like, okay, yeah. we'll give that guy Kasten three. You can have Mal's three. You can have Cho three, and you get Kaiser two. And they're like, okay, let's just fucking everyone gets one mutant. That's hilarious. And then let's just go. So I, Kaiser is way too good right now. I mean, I've seen like yeah. like ten different kinds of fucking Kaiser build, like <laughs> shitting on shitting on anybody, like. My board got fucking two hit by Hodge, Hodge, i.e. Kaiser yesterday. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? All right, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm down for, uh, okay, cool. I'm down for Kaiser. I'm down for Kaiser. So I really think Kaiser needs a ability nerf because her second cast is so strong. If, you're, if the first cast spreads, like, full spreads Morellos, Full spreads giant slayer for eighty percent bonus damage. The second cast just kills every unit on the board. It's not even close, really. Um, so there's a lot of like uh, mutant sharing going on at the moment, and I just think Kaiser is like the biggest. Kaiser is the biggest offender because it gives mutant players an out to say, "I don't need to compete with you for the shit that's really broken. I can play the oh. unit. I can play the." slightly weaker versions of your units that are still really overpowered and just go up and get the better unit before you do basically that, that, that makes a lot of sense actually yeah, yeah that's um so don't play this patch and then you will get off it immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean i'm also down for i'm also down for mutants just like get the fuck out of uh i mean i i really appreciate what they did with it i think it's really fucking cool and it changed every game but holy crap, it's mutant being a nightmare to balance. It's been so broken this entire set, I swear. I tell you what, <laughs> it's, 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 mutant literally just needs so to be the Omnivamp one and the Execute one, and that's it. Then it'd be balanced. The Cyber one, the Cyber one's fine as well. I, like oh, I don't know. Yeah, Cyber one's, yeah. like, still better than what it should be. Like, because, well, it's because, uh, it's because raw, uh, raw HP, AD, uh, and AP uh, stack excessively well with augments. That, like, yeah, yeah. you're always extra beneficial from combat related augments if you have if you have any combat mutant basically so you just have infinite stacking and that's why chogath so like that's the big problem with chogath basically he just inherently stacks with literally everything that you can get him ridiculous anyway um 
Do you guys? I went on a little rant there. Do you guys think that anything's missing that's, from that's this fun. this B patch? Any nerfs? Any buffs that you guys think that are needed? I'll start with Maxi on this one. Bring back set five Garen. Set five Garen? Wait, why? <laughs> He's in the set. I, I really enjoyed it. I love I set five Garen. Right? I mean, you going from, from a five cost to a one cost, he feels so under like oh, underappreciated. He does not, nothing. That's not what I meant. I mean, Chase is basically Sapphire Garen. Can we be real here? Like, yeah, chills true. a bunch. Shreds resistances. Doesn't ever fucking die. That sounds like Sapphire Garen to me. The one more something that goes to town. Sounds like Sapphire Garen to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've made they've nerfed him a bunch now at this point, but I don't know. I feel yeah, like, he's he's pretty good backline. I I really like it. I, I feel like melee Jace was basically Sapphire Garen for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Jace 2 um, is still way too broken, by the way, just in case anyone was wondering. Jace 2 is like. But, but Yurt is still not balanced. Infinitely okay. broken. So I'm shocked that he's escaped again. It, it may be unbalanced in uh, Diamond Platinum, but Challenger feels pretty good. Alright, guys, well, thanks for coming on the podcast tonight. Um... <laughs> no, I mean, like. I literally, I, I watched five Chinese games today where the top two players both had Jace 2. True. Um, I need to get on this uh, Chinese uh, review because, uh, yeah, I feel like the Chinese are so crying for TNT. It's just it's like, fun. it's really fun to watch for a start. Hmm. It's just like, everything's way too good right now, basically, in this game. <laughs> like, all the units are way too good on, like, a basic power level. Um, it's an interesting one. We're going to move right along. we got a main topic to talk about, and that is friendship. <laughs> the power of friendship. And family. And family. Fast and the Furious 10 TFT edition. Guys, we're talking about family and friends and, you know loving life and enjoying playing video games because maxi is one of the premier components in the entire oc community of join me for in discord for five games today this man is this man is in your discord quicker than you can say did your q pop <laughs> um, and i think 100%. i wanted to i wanted i i thought this would be a really interesting and and fun topic to talk about and that's the idea of um of playing with your friends in this game and how to benefit from uh, and what, what we can learn from that for a fact we're going to talk about solo queue first we'll go into duo mode afterwards but maxi from your perspective you're on, you're, you know, you're on uh, a friend's stream, you're playing games in their lobby, you're hanging out with them, you're chatting to them about the game. Does, has it made you a better TFT player? 100%. I, um, I don't really have, like, a methodical approach to TFT. It's more experience-based. So, like, being able to talk with someone in real time and essentially do some of a VOD review with someone like in real time and I have like any questions or things that I'm sure about has made me think about things in such a different way where like well as you can see I've I've skyrocketed like 600 LP in a week 
So um, I definitely feel there's some value there, but it's also an enjoyment level. When you're playing the same games almost every day, it can get a little bit like a little bit boring. You can like burn out sometimes, but it just adds like a lot more fun to it. Like um, like old LAN parties used to be, but uh, I guess it's just like the new COVID uh, COVID times. So like you can't really have LAN anymore. So this is probably the best you've got. Yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting one, isn't it? Um, I wanna. Uh, I got another question here, and that's what's it like to play competitively in lobbies with your friends? Do you? Oh, it's so much fun. Isn't it just the best time? <laughs> yeah, especially if you've got a high-profile player in your game as well. It's a little bit of shit talking, a little bit of banter, but um, <laughs> see if you guys can. Uh, beat whoever's in your lobby and uh, try and top two together. And uh, but, also, also the comms help, so you make sure you're not running the same thing as someone else. It's, it's the clashes in friend groups on, on, like, a, on like a lobby that are like the most fun. Like, you see like Keith and Jose uh, in, in like your lobby and you know like they're already on fucking calls and shit. <laughs> and then you're chilling there with Maxine, you guys are in call, and then like there's a bunch of other guys who are there as well who probably know each other. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? Um, if you had to say from your personal perspective, Maxi, why it is you liked playing with friends from like your perspective, what do you what do you think would be like the number one thing? The number one thing is I'm sitting in my room for like 10 plus hours a day, right? This is like my form of socializing where I get to do something I enjoy and I still get to hang out with cool people, right? So I feel like, especially with work and uni, it is like a really low effort way to spend time with people and have fun. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, look, if I can sort of break the mold on how I met Maxi in the first place, Maxi was like learning the game still. Like he was like a roundabout plat diamond trying to work on his games. And we just ran into each other in like a completely different stream community. And all of a sudden we start messaging each other relatively often about what, like, when are you free to play? When have you got time? Uh, do you want to get in a call for this game? What's going on? Uh, what, you know, what are you doing today? You want to make time for this? Oh, dude, I, I went second in this game, that kind of thing. Um, realistically, going to meet anybody in this game... Uh, people will say that it's scary, but it's actually a, a little bit easier than than people make it out to be. I think that if you're a part of a TFT community, you're about 99% of the way there, to be honest. You're pretty much, like, almost there. I mean, all three of us, at different points in the last year, have joined a random game, coached a person that they barely know, or done a duo game with a you know a, a friend or, or something like that just to blow off some steam and it's a really fun way to connect with people really really enjoyable way and i guess one of the main reasons that i wanted to bring this sort of topic to everybody today was to kind of talk to somebody like maxi who 
This is basically how he got good at TFT, if, I mean, if that's fair to say. He basically, like, met a bunch of people who were willing to, you know, who wanted to learn and wanted to play and wanted to get better and, and hang out. And Maxi, you know, Maxi himself just said a second ago that it's basically the best way for him to learn, you know, how to get better, really. Um, it's a really interesting thing. Um, Sol, I want to ask you the question. What can we learn? Like, what, what can we learn from playing with friends in solo queue? Oh, oh that's a, that's a big question. Uh, and I feel like my answer is not going to be very specific, but uh, everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone has the, the diff different, uh, different approach to the game. Everyone has uh, different ideas on what they think is good, what they think is bad. Uh, and I feel like the only way you can actually arrive at something somewhat close to the truth is if you collaborate with other people, if like you discuss with other people, right? It's so so hard, and I'm going to say it's almost impossible to figure this game out by yourself. You really do need to have friends, you know, helping you to learn from, to, like, test. Like, to borrow, like, a science, like, to borrow a scientific term. You need people to, like, help you test your hypothesis on specific ideas, if that makes sense. And if you don't have anyone to, like, bounce those ideas off of, like, you're never going to get even close. Like, you're never going to get anywhere close. Like, what's good? And like, right? So, yeah, I think it's super, super important. Okay, I've, I've got two things to add to that. Uh, one of them is that, um, essentially, it's been me and, like, one other person out of the people that we met, like, most of the time that we play with. Um, it's either been, like, Say Danny's been like ten LP off Challenger. I've been zero LP. He'll give me some advice and like it'll help me a lot. Or then like I'll be like six hundred LP and then helping someone else that's like struggling at the moment because everyone performs better on different patches. So like it just depends on who's clicked with the patch the most who can like help everyone else out as well. And um, the second thing is I think it was like one of the first like probably one of the first five or ten games I've played with Cutler. I messaged him one day, and uh, he literally just sniped my comp I was running. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, n I never hit you up about that, but uh, Madge, so Madge. Look, guys, if you want to make friends in this game, all you have to do is steal their comp and then invite them on your podcast a year later to make up for it. True, true. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, look, to be honest, I think <laughs> that's really funny. I don't even remember. That's how yeah, bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Karma in like early set five. Oh yeah, fair enough. That sounds reasonable. That sounds very, very reasonable. I remember, um, I remember very clearly when I knew that Maxi was going to be a good player. I hadn't played a lot of set five. I'd been away on, um, uh, on like a work trip, and Maxi and I were both like low master at this time. I wasn't playing a lot of set five anyway, so I was like around zero LP. Um, and Maxi was pretty similar. And then I come back like five days later and he's like 760 LP. I'm like, what the fuck? It's been four days. What the fuck happened to this guy? Where'd he come from? <laughs> a week ago, he was like, dude, you're so good at this game. I really need help. Like, can you like spend some time like looking over my games? And then a week later, I'm like, dude, can you help me out? Like, what's going on? Like, what do you know that I don't know about this game? And Maxi is absolutely correct when he says, like, a patch can have so much influence on, like, just an overall 
enjoyment of the game and like an overall like level of skill that you have within this game so you know two weeks from now a friend of yours anybody's friend who's listening to this could be like could all of a sudden go up two or three ranks on the ladder you know could go up three or four all the way up to whatever it may be so um uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, uh, where a patch changes a lot of things. So I think that's one of the really one of the fun things about this game too. We may complain about it. We may complain about all the crazy buffs and all the crazy nerfs, but at the end of the day, the fact that the game changes all the time makes you want to keep playing. It's a little bit of like we're kind of stuck here. We got a bit of Stockholm syndrome, guys. <laughs> we're kind of stuck yeah, in. Actually- in the TFT next time will be better, right, guys? Next time will be better, right, guys? Copium? <laughs> next next patch will be better, right? 6.5 <laughs> waiting room. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah. See you guys in set 7. <laughs> <laughs> set 7 angle, guys. Um, angle. <laughs> let's now talk about Double Up. It's been going for a little bit now. A lot of us are playing it. Some of us are playing it more than others. We'll come back to a, an issue with Double Up. I have a big issue with it that I, I put in the show notes because I want to talk about it. But I want to talk about specifically the idea of Double Up at the moment. Are you guys still playing? Are you guys still playing? I know you guys played the Double Up Tawny together, oh. Jane's Double Up Tawny. Yeah. It wasn't Double Up though, it, it was, was just Duo. It, it was just a Duo Tawny. It was just a Duo Tawny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry we... for uh, being too heavy, so... We found out right. very no, quickly. No, no, you, you, dude, dude, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine, man. Dude, you're fine. You're fine. Like, it's, it's good. It's all good. Like, it could have easily just been the other way around. Like, I could have been the one fucking running it down. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's tippy. <laughs> this has just become a bit of a therapy session, actually, this one. <laughs> it's like, sorry for ending you this one game. Sorry for not playing oh, no, well no, in the no, double, no. in the 2v2 tourney. No, no, no. Rexy definitely did not end me. It's just, you know, um, that was the game, just a VG. It's just like that, you know? Let's talk about 2v2 in general. You guys played in Jane's tourney on the weekend. Mm-hmm. How was that experience playing together in a 2v2 tourney? I might, it was your guys' first one, I think, right? Both it was of you? so fun. Yeah, it I was so fucking fun. It was so cool. It was so fun, holy shit. Oh, I just wish you could have been there, Bodhi. Sash. Yeah. Yes, it was really fun. Yes, it was really fucking fun. It's okay. I found you a good replacement. I found you Maxi. True, true, true. I was about to say, if, I guess if you were there, I wouldn't have had that experience with Ari, so, you know. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was it was good. It was really great. Yeah, and, like, PFT-related, first time I've actually been on a team and, like, had to work with someone else and make sure we were both mm. doing well. True, true, absolutely. Uh, that was yeah. great. Um, I like what, what they um, uh, like had the potential to do for the 2v2, like, the actual double-up tournament in the future. Like, it could have a lot of potential, but... I was just looking at the ladder before. Um, rank one is Pong, who's at seven thousand, and rank two is Fortune Chosen at sixty-two hundred. So, like at the top, there's such massive disparity, and I feel like because um, we only get one representative for double up from OCE, I feel like Pong has this in the bag, and it's going to be ridiculously hard for anyone to even come close. Like. He's one and a half thousand above third place, which is just insane when you're thinking like it's forty. How does that work? 
Is it just whoever's um, high, highest rating, or, or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, the person who's in first gets to bring uh, their teammate of, like, their choice. Oh, I see. Yeah, and so when you're getting 40 LP for a win, that's oh. like... You're gonna need so many points. Yeah, it is a, um, it's a very interesting thing. I'll talk about, like, the ladder specifically in a minute. What I want to know is, is it good enough, and I'll, I'll talk to Saul about this one, is it good enough to come back in its current state? Uh, its exact current state? I mean, some bounds changes, some system changes for sure will need to be made. I think the overall sentiment is that's really, really fun, and that, yeah, it should definitely come back. Yes, yeah. I think in its current state, it's a little bit unbalanced, but um, I think uh, I think that's moved out. It is a beta after all. Yeah, absolutely, and I feel like they haven't put any nerfs or buffs into it yet, but that's because they're really just collating data at the moment. So there's actually not a significant amount of difference you can get out of it. I will say that it's been really fun. I would have much, definitely much preferred a better ranking system for it. I really hate this like secondary ranking system that they've got going on at the moment so whatever is going on like if there is it's a way to hard. make it better uh it's just hard to do the league ranking system though without it like being directly incorporated into the client because the way the league ranking system works it's very tied into the actual client itself but yeah i mean i do agree i would like i think it's probably better if we have something more than just an arbitrary number but uh... yeah Especially since the number one account currently on North America is like a Chinese boosted mm -hmm. account. Oh, I've heard about that. I have heard about um, that. And they're not dealing with that. it right now. I want to talk about... Yeah. Uh, Maxi, I want to get your final thoughts. Just give me... Make sure your mic's okay. How are you doing over there? I can hear you now. Yeah, it's good. There was just like a bit of a, a, bit of a, a, a squeal in the background. I'm not sure. I think it might have just been your mic. You're very quiet though. I don't. I had to turn down my input. There's a bit of um, static in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. I might just turn you up a little bit more then. Let's try try again for me. Yeah, yeah. So um, what were you asking? Sorry? Oh, that's much better. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to know sort of your overall thoughts on like double up the game mode. I feel like it's, um, it's a really cool game mode. I like it a lot more than Hyperall, just completely. Um... Hyperall was a fun idea, but it reminds me a lot of, like, set three, um, different universe, where, uh, you just have faster games in general, so, Double Up, a really cool concept there, you can actually play on a team and not just, uh, solo, um, playing against the rest of the lobby, so, I'm a really big fan of it, and I can't imagine they'll do too many changes to it, the only one being, maybe they have, like, eight teams of two in a lobby instead of four, but they would have to make a pretty big adjustment for the client to be able to fit that. So I, I don't yeah. think it's completely unreasonable to hope for, but I think it's it's quite good at the moment. Maybe just a few champion balances. The longer we're on the league client, the worse off we're going to be with these kind of game modes, to be honest. Great, yeah. Um, the longer we stay here on this client, I mean, fuck, man. It's so shit. 
I mean, look, they're working on it. They have said that, you know, they're working on it. I mean, so I guess set eight will have our own claimed. I don't know. When are we getting spectator mode? I, I was going like to say, we still have spectator mode. So, I mean, yeah, maybe set nine. Maybe set nine will have our own claim. Yeah. Set ten by the latest, or I'm out. Set yeah. ten by the latest. I like it, I like it. See you guys in set 11, PBE. Who knows? Look, I, I think I'd like to cap off this discussion about playing with friends with a pretty simple question to both of you. Um, I'll start with Maxi because the reason that I brought you on Maxi is because I really wanted to talk about this, these kind of topics. And my question to you is if they made it impossible to Q snipe your friends, let's just say in an, in an imperfect world where that was possible, where like it was, you couldn't tell when you and your friends were getting into game together. Would you like TFT as much? But probably not because a, a little bit of the enjoyment does come from the social um, interaction with it. But I do feel like it'd be more, you'd just stream it and people would come catch you there. So um, it's more one-sided, but I still think it'd be just as good of a game. Um, however, the sniping does present a few issues of its own. It is like, a nice little feature for people that don't have the option to automatically queue up with someone. Master and above, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, like, that's what? not going to be possible to fix, I don't think. Unless they do... People on your friends list can't get in your game, then for smaller regions like OCE, where, like, most people do know each other, we'll just never find games then, right? So... I don't feel like it's possible for them to fix. Yeah, and I don't think they really need to fix it. I guess my, my question is more like, how how much of this game's enjoyment is derived from playing with friends? And it's nice to hear that, like, the interest in the game is still, like, widely there. The more that I think about this question, the more I realize that, like, I have way less fun when I play by myself now. Like, so much less fun. So kind of being behind everybody at the moment, you know, not being like being a master, like not even being a master because of time constraints is like, well, geez, I have to get to master to kind of have fun with the game, but I also don't have a lot of time to get to master, but I'm also not having fun when I'm trying to get to master because I can't play with my friends. So it's a really interesting balance point, like on an emotional level, I think realistically, um a lot of, a lot of this kind of stuff is fixed funnily enough in a mid set when everybody just drops one full rank so anytime you're master and above you drop to d4 um so you actually just get to play with your friends the whole way basically um yeah. as opposed to like oh my friend made it to master in 3 days and um oh i've been on a work trip so i'm currently gold 3 oh Okay, well, I can't play with my friend anymore, <laughs> basically, for another two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. So, what are your what are your thoughts on on sort of the enjoyment of the uh, game related to friendship? I mean, okay, for sure. Like, uh, I mean, I've already said a lot about how important I think friends are to just enjoying the game and learning the game. But I feel like for me personally, I don't I don't care as much if I don't. Like, 
into lobbies with friends as much. As so much as I really like talking to friends about the game. If that makes sense. Like, I personally... If, for example, if you told me I could never get into a lobby ever again with, like, any friend, like, I, I, like, I wouldn't really think too much about it. As long as I can, like, still discuss the game with friends. If I couldn't discuss the game with friends, then, yeah, I would probably just quit the game. But, uh, if I, yeah, as if I could, like, still talk to people about, like, you know, how the games have been going, what they think is good, the experiences I've, on that have been like, then, like, it's still really enjoyable for me. It's hard to compare to with anyone unless you know someone that actually plays themselves, so it's kind of important to be able to have people that you play with that you can talk about things like this with. Yeah, agreed. Um, I... We're, we're done with the main topics of our podcast. I have a rant, basically. Um, I will bring you guys both in on this, but I want to start off by saying this morning, Australia time, 24 12 hours ago-ish, maybe 13, 14 hours ago, um, it was revealed to us that friends of the podcast, that is Keith and Jose, are unable to participate in the championships for the Double Up event happening at the end of, you know, soon. Um... I want to say not to be facetious or to be contrarian or anything like that, that this is disgraceful. It's really unfair. It's really, really unfair to two people who've basically lit up an entire server and like vowed to be the best at a specific game mode to kind of just be turned away from it. You know, we got to sit here with them and listen to them tell us that they were going to be the best double up players in the world. Um, and they're ba- they're on their way to proving that you know they're, they're like the highest rank on the most competitive server for the most period of time that I can imagine. You know they've basically been hovering around the top five. Both of them. This isn't just one. This isn't just one player. This is two players with a combined elo or yeah. whatever you want to call it of like fifteen k essentially um they've dominated this double up ladder they've they've done everything right and because of their location they now cannot participate and if you didn't know that this was going on i just want everybody who's who's hearing this for the first time and thinking man that really sucks to think about the southeast asian region as a whole and the shit that they have to deal with right now they don't have a world championship representative they cannot qualify at all really realistically they kind of have to win well i mean can they even qualify through the oceanic region no no um, it's the closest region to them. They can't classify through the Japanese server, the Chinese server. Obviously, there is a big issue with way out of our understanding when it comes to like a client specifically. But if this is the first time you guys are hearing about this, I just want you to tell somebody that you know 
that they play TFT about how unfair it is for the Southeast Asian region. Because the point of the point of starting this podcast was very specific. We wanted to showcase and highlight people from Oceania and Southeast Asia. That's Australia, New Zealand, all the way up through the Southeast Asian region, places like the Philippines and Thailand, Vietnam, every single other country, you know, Malaysia, Indonesia. I won't name any more because my geography will fail me. But look, tell... If you're listening to this and you think this is shit, don't, I don't want you to go out there and abuse anyone, tell anybody that they made a, you know, tell, I don't, I don't want you to, to go anywhere towards hurting anybody or hurting anybody with your words or your tweets or harassing anybody. What I want you to do is just tell somebody about this injustice that's going on, because the more people that are aware of it, the bigger understanding that we'll have about what needs to be done to make this game better for everybody. Because right now, from a competitive space, the three of us have no problem. We can qualify for a world championship. If we were 8,000 ELO on the North American server, we could have qualified for the double up event. It's unfair. It's really unfair. You know, don't harass anybody. Don't spam tweet anybody but tell a friend and talk to people about the fact that this is unfair and get it around because the more people that know about these problems the more chance we have of working together to find a solution for it in the future having enough people um and just one last time don't harass anybody about this guys but fucking tag tft and tell them and tell them that you're upset about it you know, I did this morning, I tagged them, I told them how unacceptable it was. I'm just one person, but we're not just one person as a community. We're not just one person as a group. We don't speak for the Southeast Asian region, but we can sure as hell band together to give them a helping hand. Um, look, that's enough from me. I'm going to pass it over to, to my podcast partner, Sol, now, because you sat here with me while we listened to Jose and Keith and asked them questions about this kind of thing, and... What sort of springs to your mind for this kind of thing? Uh, I mean, I don't even know what to... It's... This is a really serious situation, right? Like, I mean... Do, I, I mean, if anyone missed, like, the episode that we did, because it was pretty early, right? It was only the second episode we did for this podcast um, with uh, Jose and Keith. But, um, I mean, yeah, those two are just really... Really insane players, really, really, like... Really genuine people as well. I mean, like... We, at the time, we literally had zero following as a podcast. We reached out to them. We were like, "Like, hell yeah, you know, let's let's go." And like, I, I don't know. Like, it's I, I, I want to say that like I don't think I, I mean I'd like to think that Riot like isn't isn't you know there's there's no malicious intent going on here. But like the fact of the matter is is that like this is just a really, really shitty situation, and like a lot of it has to do with some of the politics of how. C is as a region in that it's a lot of country it's like a lot of countries all with their own servers and i mean it's it's just a bunch of things that i, I personally don't really understand like I, I think it's okay the bottom line is it's you know it's obviously unfair and it's really fucking shit right but like obviously as you know my podcast partner Bodie pointed out i don't want anyone to you know be 
without any hate, hatred towards Riot, like any like just straight up malicious hatred towards Riot, like, you know, but at the same time, you know, this is the only way we can sort of tackle this problem is we have to sort of work together, right? Like we we have to kind of we have to kind of band together. We have to like all kind of you know nag them endlessly about it so that they can eventually reach a resolution to the issue, right? This is like. Because I, I, I can only assume, I can only imagine, it's quite complex, and the reason it hasn't been done is because it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's complicated. But at the same time, it doesn't mean, like, there can't be a fix, that doesn't mean there can't be a solution. And, you know, the only way we're going to get to that solution is if we, you know, make it a point that this is, you know, a very real problem. So that it's actually high enough on their list of priorities that they actually... Allocate resources, allocate people, figuring out a solution, right? But I mean, other than that, like I don't know. I, I feel like if I would to keep talking, I would just echo a lot of the same sentiments. Like this is obviously really, really brutal, really, really devastating to hear. Um, yeah, it's really, really shit. I would say is is, is the bottom line. Um, uh, I don't know. It sucks. Change can only come. Ch- I mean, ch- change can only come if we keep trying to push for it. I guess so. Like. We can't really stop. We can't really give up, right? We have to just keep trying to keep complaining, keep nagging, but uh, don't abuse anybody. Don't abuse anybody. <sighs> Maxi, I mean, there's probably not much else that we can say about it, but you know, from your perspective, of some as someone that like, you know, really, you know, looks up to these kind of guys and has conversations with these guys and spends time learning from talking to listening to these guys you know they should be there shouldn't they oh 100 it's a crime that they're not and obviously we're not in charge of making any of the decisions but i feel like especially with how the most recent worlds have gone where they didn't tell players that they had to be in play-ins if they were either in a region that had one person representing them or if they were at the bottom of the region that they were representing. And that was because they had four open slots and they didn't have enough for three lobbies, right? How hard is it to do a wild card spot for regions that aren't eligible, as well as players from regions that could only have one spot? And that's four extra players that would have had the chance to play at Worlds. And, like, it's it's like a small fix that they'll still need to work on, right? But... At least it gives a bit more fairness to people that literally can't play the game unless they move to a different region. Yeah. 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 I mean, very well said, Maxi. Very, very well said. Um, justice for SEA, guys. Justice for SEA. Tell tell your friends if 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 this is something that bothers you. You know, if you're a player from OCE, if you've listened to us. You'll know Jose and Keith. You'll love them. You'll follow them on Twitch. You know, most of you will probably be sub to them or have played against them in hundreds of games. And you'll know that what they've done deserves recognition in this game in, in some way. Like, they both they both deserve to be recognized in some way for being good TFT players. Like, you know. we, we The game can do better. We don't know how it can do better, but... We want to be able to tell them that they can do better. 
How about we all message GB99 to make a documentary about the struggle of this year? <laughs> That's a great idea. And then I'm going to sub subtweet more about it. No, I don't do that. <laughs> No, um, no, 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 do, 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 not, do yeah. not tweet Mort. Mort is completely not responsible for this specific department. Yeah. Mort just balances the game. He doesn't not, yeah, kind do, of do not, in this situation. Absolutely nobody, like, DM or, like, shit on Mort for this. Look, if you guys are going to DM Mort, tell him he's doing a fucking great job because he doesn't deserve okay. half of the vitriol that that yeah. man gets, so... For sure, absolutely. I'm just going to wrap it up there. I'm going to wrap it up there. That's really it. Justice for SEA. Tell your friends, guys. You know, get the word out there. You know, tweet TFT that you think it's a bit unfair. You know, let them know that, like, there's a whole group of people out there that don't deserve this. So, um, that's really going to bring us to the end of the podcast, guys. Um, we will have a podcast next week, a Christmas episode. We aren't doing questions tonight because we didn't get any questions. Um, but that's okay. And that's all right. That's fine. We have a patch tomorrow. So we can't re you know, there's not much that we can say that's not going to change by the time you guys listen to this, if you're listening to it uh, on audio or, or on YouTube later on. So come back next week. We have a special Christmas episode. Uh, one week from today, we're going to, Sol and I are going to write Christmas lists, what we want from Santa Mort um, <laughs> and what we can expect for 2022 as well. First of all, though, before we get out of here, Maxi, it's been great. Thank you for having me, guys. I really Lovely. enjoyed it. I didn't think I'd have enough to talk about for a full 90 minutes, but here we are. <laughs> it goes, it goes quickly, guys. It, it goes quickly. You know, when you're sitting here, you don't really think that it's going quickly until you look up and it's been an hour and a half. Or in Solemn case, two and a half hours for the patch episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um maxi yeah it's been great maxi i'm gonna give you this chance now to shout out where people can find you if they're listening to you on the audio or if anybody that doesn't know you uh of course he's a member of the s of the oce slash sea community and that's why he's here so maxi go and tell us where everyone can find you you can find me on twitch tv forward slash maxi um i am in new zealand so my streams will be during the like early evening, if you're an Australian listener, but um, every now and then I'll do a DJ stream. So if you're up late, you might see me on there. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Um, to my incomparable duo, my pod partner, Sol, thank you very much. Where can everybody find you if they don't already know who you are? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so on underscore CFT uh, on Twitch and on Twitter, uh, even though I have not been using Twitter much these days. But yeah, same place as always. And, uh, you know, for me, guys, Cutler, TFT, if you have watched this live or watched this uh, on Twitch for whatever reason on the VOD, you know where to find me. It's twitch.tv slash CutlerTFT. It's at CutlerTFT on Twitter. We are live every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So for the three of us, guys, thank you very much for listening to The Rolldown. And we will see you next week for a special Christmas episode. Thanks, guys.